0: Over the last month, we've been looking at the Christmas story. 400 years of silence, finally broken. The Magi come in search of the new king, and Jerusalem is taken by surprise. The emotions of the shepherds, great fear and great joy, and hurry up and go. The poverty of Mary and Joseph and Jesus. The message of Simeon. And one last character remains... To fill in the whole story, it also happens to be perfectly suited to give us a New Year's text. It was on that eighth day of Jesus' life that Mary and Joseph brought the newborn baby to the temple. And God helped Simeon to recognize the baby boy as the Messiah. And just then, enters in another person, Luke chapter 2, now I'm reading from verse number Thirty-six. There was one Anna, a prophetess, a daughter of Phanuel, the tribe of Asher. She was of a great age, and had lived with her husband seven years from her virginity, and she was a widow of about fourscore and forty years, which departed not from the temple, but served God with fasting and prayers day and night. As Simeon is holding the baby Jesus, there comes along another person, a lady whose name was Anna. And we're told several things about her. Number one, that she was a prophetess. Uh, Probably she had taken on the job of teaching younger women in the temple. She's well instructed in the Old Testament scriptures. Number two, she's of the tribe of Asher. Now the tribe of Asher was considered one of the lost tribes of Israel. And when the northern kingdom of Israel was taken captive into Assyria... They're, they were spread all over and never organized to return back home and so they were called lost tribe but somehow Anna's family did return and it would have been from a sheer determination to do the right thing no matter what the rest of the tribe of Asher did so there's a special strength of character in Anna's soul That comes from her parents and her grandparents. I thank God today for parents and grandparents who are determined to do the will of God. There's also something about the tribe of Asher. They were said to have the most beautiful women. (laughs) And so it might have been that Anna was quite beautiful. We don't know that for sure. Her history is given. She was married probably as a teenager, like most women of that time. But her husband died after seven years of marriage. So she had remained a widow for many long years. She's now 84 years old. Her lifetime habit was to fast and pray, it says, night and day in the temple. So she was close to God. If you pray night and day, you'll get much closer to God than most people. So as she's passing by... She's also spoken to by the Holy Spirit that this baby is a long-awaited Messiah, verse 38. And she coming into that instant gave thanks likewise unto the Lord and spake of him to all those that looked for redemption in Jerusalem. So Anna stops and probably gets to hold baby Jesus and she gives thanks to God for all the chance to see this very special baby. And then we're told that she spread the news to a very special group of people. I think it was a small group of friends, but Anna shared with these people a very special hope. It says they looked for redemption. They were waiting for redemption. I do not doubt that Anna, as a teacher, knew the instructions that were given by The prophet Jeremiah, I'm reading from his book of Lamentations, verse 25. The Lord is good to them that wait for him, and to the soul that seeketh him. It is good that a man should both hope and quietly wait for the salvation of the Lord. And that describes perfectly Anna and her small group of friends, waiting, patiently waiting. Anna is now 84 years old Had waited for years. Hope never died in her heart. She just kept waiting. And suddenly the waiting is over and there he is, baby Jesus. There's more to Anna than just waiting for Messiah to arrive. says she's waiting for redemption, a very specific thing. So what is this redemption that Anna and her friends are waiting for? Redemption to redeem or to buy back or more specifically to pay for. So Anna's waiting for the Messiah to come and pay for something. Pay for what? Sin. Anna feels the weight of sin. Sin needs to be dealt with. It needs to be paid for. And Anna's great desire is to have a Redeemer. Someone to pay for her sins. When you pray day and night like Anna, you feel that there's something that separates you from God, and it's your sin, and you want somebody to come along and wipe away the whole thing, and pay the debt, and grant full release, from the dead. And Jesus was the one person who could pay for the debt and give release and freedom. That's what it means when it says they waited for redemption. My friends, that's the true purpose of Jesus coming to earth. That's what the angels meant when they said peace on earth goodwill to men. Jesus would go to a cross and die in our place. And he'd pay for our sins. And as he hung on that cross, when he paid for every last sin ever committed, he could offer them full pardon. And guess what? Jesus said, this do... Table of the Lord, in remembrance of me, or don't you ever forget, I paid a price. I suffered and died. So, in order to help you to remember, Jesus said, Take, eat. This is my body. This is my blood. Drink ye all of it. as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he comes. The very thing Anna was waiting for was the thing Jesus told us, don't you ever forget it. It's the beating heart, my friends, of what it means to be a Christian. Anna had it right. Most of the people around her didn't have it right. Simeon and Anna were the only ones that recognized baby Jesus that morning. The Pharisees focused on a long list of rules. They taught, follow all of our rules and you'll be okay. There's nothing about redemption in following rules. The chief priests and the temple were all about power. Annas and Caiaphas, father and son-in-law, paid huge bribes to the Roman governor so he would appoint them to be high priests. To them, religion was all about political power. You recall Caiaphas and what he said. The only way for us to keep our political power is to kill Jesus. My friends, there's no redemption in any of those things. But a tiny group of people, Anna and her friend, clung to the truth. Believing in spite of the hostile surroundings. Waiting for the Redeemer. My friends, in Christianity today, there's a whole lot of people who preach about things like money. Send us a gift. Send us your money. Release the seed in your hand, and God will pay you back a hundred times what you give. God wants to make you prosperous. He wants to bless you with wealth. My friends, it must disappear. Jesus who gave his life blood to pay for our sin. Those money people never mentioned redemption. Anna and the people she told looked for redemption. They were the keepers of the truth. They preserved the truth. And Jesus would say of people like that, You are the salt of the earth. Salt was used as a preservative. Of course, there was no refrigeration. So salt was used to preserve anything that might rot. And Jesus said, You, I want you to be like salt. I want you to preserve truth. And there is a plain, basic truth. Jesus came to save us from our sins. He wants that truth to be preserved. And in the new year, we have a job to do. We need to be solved. We need to cling to the truth. A Redeemer has come. He doesn't want us to forget what He did. In the new year we have a message to preach, we have a story to tell, we have a truth that we need to explain, we need to preserve the message, and this church needs to be the salt of the year. There's a popular message out there, you can be wealthy, there's a deceiving message out there, you can have perfect health, there's a trendy message out there, you can feel good and express your emotions. But then there's a powerful message: Jesus has paid the price. You can be forgiven and have full pardon. Preserve that message, and you will be the salt of the earth. You may ask, what's it like to be the salt of the earth? Jesus explained it perfectly in the Sermon on the Mount. He said, "Blessed are the humble. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are the merciful." Blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed are they who hunger and thirst after righteousness. And when you embrace those qualities, you are the salt of the earth. And you are also, Jesus said, the light of the world. Anna was the salt of the earth, believing, praying for redemption. Jesus came bringing redemption, paying that price. And we here on this New Year's Day will do our part to keep focused by coming to this communion table. We want to get a fresh start. We want to be at peace with God. Remember what Jesus did for us. And preserve that truth. And we want to be so for Jesus. There's an old beautiful hymn that was written It explains what it's like when you realize what Jesus did for you. It says this. I saw one hanging on a tree in agony and blood. And he fixed his loving eyes on me as near his cross I stood. And sure never till my latest breath. Can I forget that look? It seemed to charge me with his death. Oh, not a word he spoke, and my conscience felt and owned the guilt and plunged me in despair. I saw my sins; his blood had spilled and helped to nail him there. Alas! I know not what to do, for now my tears are vain, and where shall my trembling soul be hid? For I, the Lord, have slain. (coughs) And then a second look he gave, which said, I freely all forgive. This blood is for thy ransom paid. I die that you might live. Oh, can it be upon a tree a Savior died for me? My soul is thrilled. My heart is filled to think he died for me. Amen. Right. We're going to sing a song because that's what Jesus did before he closed his service. He sang a hymn. We're going to sing one too. It's a good one for this blessed assurance. Jesus is mine. Standing as I sing 224, blessed assurance. Bing. our Savior all the day all. Thank you for what you do for us, for bringing in the new year like you did, changing our schedule so it could be yours. We're glad for that, happy to do it, and we thank you for this place, this wonderful church where God's people gather, We thank you that God's people have been faithful and true and standing up together with us, that we can be the salt of the earth. We ask now that you will bless these people because they've been here today. Just because they've come and gathered with us, we pray that you'll do something special in every heart. and Give them something that they haven't had before. Taste of the goodness of God and the fullness of His blessing. So we are grateful to you for all you do and for the blessings that we enjoy. Now I ask that you'll bless us as we share a few moments together. And enjoy each other's company as you would have instructed us to gather around a table. We have done it. We ask that you <coughs> bless this time we share in Jesus' name. Amen. Yes.